I'm glad that you and I shared in the last meeting, that is our first in-person service, 14 February 2021, we shared about the house of the Lord. And I wouldn't need to repeat anything because the message is available on our podcast on the website www.iprministries.com. Once you search for podcast, the message is available. You can refresh your memory and build faith and hope in the message that was shared last time that we met together like this. But today, as a follow-up, I remember I mentioned that we'll be talking about a prophetic picture. And it's an end-time prophetic picture that the Lord gave some of us who are students of prophecy and who follow the timetable of God as far as the age that we are living in is concerned. And people, it's important that we get that understanding in the sense that other than that, then what is happening presently to the world, we would think that it applies to everybody. Yet it doesn't apply to everybody. It applies to the world for a purpose. But we who fear the name of the Lord, there is a difference. Hallelujah. Amen. And more importantly, that difference is because God would want to use you and me as his house to be a witness to the nations of the world before we check out of here. Hallelujah. Amen. And so this morning I bring to you an end time prophetic picture. There are a lot of prophetic pictures that have been painted by many prophets especially under the Old Covenant. We may look at just two prophets because of time this morning. But when we say end time, it's important you appreciate what that means. I'm glad we are an end time prophetic church. When we say end time, we are referring to the last of the last days. Somebody say the last of the last days. Of the last days. Please, I hope you know that the last days began some 2,000 years ago. Why I say so is that if you read the scriptures, Joel had prophesied and spoken about the outpouring of the spirit that shall happen in those days. He said it shall come to pass that in those days. Okay. Then when Peter was making reference to prophet Joel, he said, this is what Prophet Joel spoke about, that it shall come to pass in the last days. Meaning that the last days began right from the day of Pentecost. So we who have lived in this generation, some 2,000 years after, we are actually in the last of the last days. And the last of the last days is what we call end time. In other words, time is about ending. After this age, which is called the age of grace, the next age is a period, specific period of 1,000 years. And then after that thousand years, then the world to come, which is eternity. So in the end time, the last seven years of this age is not user-friendly. By which time you and I would have been out of here, according to scripture. That is why we ought to encourage one another and admonish one another. Because our God has not appointed you and me to suffer the wrath that he will pour on the nations of the world in the last seven years of this age, of this end time. Any moment from now, it can even be today, any moment from now, our flight out of here to heaven, to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the heavens can happen. And so we live in that readiness and we live with that consciousness. Then after we are gone, just a period of about seven years, this age 
will close. That is why we call it end time. Then after that, there is a thousand years. Then after that, there is a world to come. Hallelujah. Amen. But what is God telling you and me in the present day and time that the world is suffering what they call a global pandemic? What could God be communicating? I remember last Sunday, for those of us who were in church and those who listened online, I brought a message titled, Interpreting the Times that we live in. People, if we don't interpret the times that we live in, we shall classify ourselves as the others, yet we are not the same. There is a difference between the house of the Lord and every other thing else in this world. There is a great difference. And what God seeks to achieve is to use the house of the Lord as a witness to the nations that see this is the answer. This is the solution. And that's a picture he's painting. And I pray that you and me will wake up and buy into that picture, live in the consciousness of that picture, because that is what God wants to do with you and me in this end time. Take note also that when we say picture, somebody said understanding is that force that converts words into pictures, thereby dissolving doubt. Can I say that again? Understanding is that force. There is a force called understanding. It converts words, like you are hearing words from me. The words you are hearing are converted into pictures. So, the moment you get a picture, that is when you say, oh, I see. I see. Not because you are seeing with your optical eyes, but you are seeing in your mind's eye. At that level, we say you have understanding. Why? Because God wants you and me to not only interpret the times that we live in, but to understand the times that we live in. That is why I bring you a message, an end time prophetic picture. I pray you will get the picture. Amen. And I pray, more importantly, you will live in the consciousness of that picture so that you will not suffer casualty as far as the global pandemic and this end of the age is concerned. Can you turn your Bibles with me to Malachi chapter 4? I'll read the first three verses of Malachi. You can read the last three verses when you get home. But you will discover in the last three verses that God spoke about what I, I made mention of in passing recently about the two witnesses that shall come back to the earth, i.e. Enoch and Elijah. And literally, these two will come back to the earth. That is actually at a time when we are gone. That's the last seven years of this very end time, this age. But my focus is on the first three verses of Malachi 4. He said, for behold, the day is coming. Can I announce to somebody, that day is here. This is one of the things we do in the prophetic. The prophetic gives you the ability to discern the times that we are living in. He says, behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven. Can you feel the heat? He said, it's burning that day. Is burning like an oven, and all the proud. Who are the proud? The Bible says, the proud says, I don't regard God. There is nothing like God. I don't need God. I can do without God. 
The proud in heart is the one who has interpreted his life in, in his own, I mean by his own understanding, the way he sees life. He can even call himself, instead of saying I'm a male, he says I am binary. Meaning that I am neither male nor female. Meanwhile, scripture tells us that God created the male and female from the beginning. That's a proud in heart. That's the one who doesn't want to make reference to the manual of the creator of the heavens and the earth. And want to live by a certain philosophy. Behold, the day is coming and that day is here. Burning like an oven and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. Do you know stubble? Like chaff. If you put chaff to fire, know that it will burn to ashes. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. That will leave them neither root nor branch. Verse 2 says, but to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. Before I end the last line of verse 2, take note of the way the son of righteousness is spelled there. It's not just ordinary son. It's capital S and capital R. He's making reference to a person. His name is Jesus Christ. That name was not known under the old covenant. But Malachi, prophet Malachi had prophesied and painted a picture. That you, to you, who fear my name. The son of righteousness shall arise. Can I paint a picture here? Listen, every day as you get up, thank God we are in a part of the world where we see sunrise and sunset every day. In the West, for instance, in, in America and in Europe where they are, you know, going through winter season now. They get so excited when once upon a time they see just the, you know, just a glimpse of some sun rays because for many days, for many, I mean, months, they just go through cold upon cold without seeing the sunlight. So we who are here can even appreciate this picture better because he says, but to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. Here is the picture. Anytime you get up and you see the sunrise, let that remind you of the son of righteousness. His name is Jesus Christ. When you see the sun rise, tell yourself, instead of saying, hey, this is the water is hot, oh, don't do that. No, interpret the rising of the sun in the light of scripture. Oh, this reminds me that the son of righteousness has risen over me with what? Healing in his wings. So yes, the world is going through a global pandemic, but there is a picture God wants you and me to hold on to. There's a picture he wants you and me to get in our minds and in our hearts. So that in the midst of the global pandemic, you will know of a sentence that this does not apply to me. But if you do not know, according to Psalm 82 verse 6, it says, They know not, neither will they understand. 
In other words, they've not gotten the picture. I said understanding is that force that converts words to pictures, thereby dissolving doubt. They know not, neither will they understand. He said, I have said, you are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But because you do not know, you will die like ordinary men. Say, I refuse to die. I refuse to die. Yeah. They know not, neither would they understand. I have said, God said, ye are gods. Who are gods? A God is simply one who is in charge. In other words, in this global pandemic, God wants you and me to take charge. He wants to do something with the house of the Lord. I will show you another picture in Isaiah 2 very soon. He wants to do something with the house of the Lord so that the world will be converted. He does not will. It is never the wish of God that any should perish. In the midst of the global pandemic, even including those who have rejected him, he knows that his son took our place. Jesus Christ died for you and me and for the rest of the world. So why should anybody go to hell after Jesus went to hell? So it is never the wish of God that those who have rejected him should perish. But if we keep rejecting him, the consequence will follow. The consequence will, that, will be that they shall, the day is coming, they shall burn them up. The day that is burning like an oven will burn them up, says a lot of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. In other words, God will wipe them and their memory from the surface of the earth. But to you, who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go out and grow like, and grow fat like, like store-fed calves. I hope you know calf. A calf is the young cattle, eh? Store-fed calves. In other words, you are fat, like we saw in the last meeting. Fat and what? Flourishing. So you shall go out and grow. You shall go out. You will make progress. In the midst of what is going on, he wants the church to be the distinction. So that you will see in Isaiah 2 what will happen. When the church, the house of the Lord, has become the distinction, something will happen to the nations of the world. You shall grow fat like star-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked. Please take note. Here, never you interpret the wicked as a human being because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So anytime God makes reference to the wicked, he is referring to something higher than a human being. Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, look at it. They are in the heavenly places, right? We are here on earth. But until the child of God gets the picture painted by somebody like Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 2. Time will not permit me to read these scriptures. Until you realize and discover that, see, it is true that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age. There is darkness in this world presently. There is evil in this world presently. And it's not caused by men to begin with. It is forces principalities powers rulers of the darkness of this age spiritual hosts of wickedness who manipulate men who open their hearts to wickedness to use them against the rest of humankind 
And so when you want to know your enemy, your enemy is not that brother, that sister who is out there, who is being used by a greater enemy, an unseen enemy called principality or power or ruler of the darkness of this age and spiritual host of wickedness. But he says to me and to you that you shall trample the wicked. It is only when you get to know that you are seated together with Christ in the heavenly places far above all these forces. That is when you can know that from that exalted position, you can trample them underfoot. But when you do not get that picture, but you are living as though everything that is happening to the rest of the world must also happen to us, then you realize that you die like an ordinary man, meaning we are not ordinary. Say, I'm not ordinary. Please, are you getting the picture? You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. And this is the time. God wants us to take ransom the forces of darkness that are plunging humanity into darkness, into more agony, more suffering, until finally they push all of them into hell. It is never the wish of God. If you, if you, if you get to know the statistics of the number of people, nation upon nation, who die daily through COVID infection and other, you know, ill health conditions. You ask yourself, where are all these people going? You can imagine how hell is being piled up if these individuals, some of them, do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. And that should be my burden and your burden. I pray you get an end-time prophetic picture. Let me just go Amen. to Isaiah 2. Isaiah chapter 2. All right. From verse 1 into verse 2. Isaiah also painted a picture here. He says, the word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And please take note. There is something called the parallel of interpretation of scripture most of the things that were written about the nation israel and about let's say jerusalem here are applicable to the heavenly jerusalem people which you and i are so there will be a literal fulfillment of this very prophecy by isaiah but until then there is a spiritual fulfillment for those who are in the heavenly Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And Bible didn't say we will get to the heavenly Jerusalem. We are there already. As I, as I said in my prayer, I said we have come to the heavenly Jerusalem. We are not going to get there. We are there. Say, I am in the heavenly Jerusalem. That's what the Bible says. We are Hebrews 12. Alright, so the word, of, the word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, now it shall come to pass in the latter days. The King James says, in the last days. In the last days. And we are in the last of the last days. The end of this age. The end time. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house. Remember the message, the house of the Lord. And here people, anytime you see mountain in scripture, it's a reference to a mass number of people. So he's talking about not just a handful of people like a local assembly. He's talking about the body of Christ. 
See the picture. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. Please, are you getting the picture? There are various mountains. And then there is a mountain different from all the mountains. It's called the mountain of the Lord's house. It shall be established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills. Hills here has to do with like local assembly or, you know, small, small um, pockets of people. I said mountain is a reference to a mass number of people. And then hills has to do with small pockets of people. But hills here has got nothing to do with the church anyway. It's got to do with individual groups in the various nations of the world. And for your information, let me read the next line, then you'll get something. It says, and all nations shall flow to it. When Bible makes reference to nations, I hope you know that it's not specifically making reference to a country. A country is not the same as a nation. I hope you know that. For instance, in First Peter chapter 2, Bible calls us, it says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a what? A holy nation. So the whole body of Christ is called a holy nation, a separate nation. Holy means separate, distinct, unique. He has set us apart. In the midst of the various countries of the world, we are a holy nation. And there are other nations. A nation simply has to do with a people of the same belief, the same code of ethics, the same uh, creed. That is what a nation is. For instance, in Ghana, we may call ourselves, you know, the nation Ghana, but it's actually a republic, you know, country. Because we are not of the same belief. They are different beliefs. And these beliefs form various nations in the same country. Are you getting the point? Yeah, so when he says that, and all nations shall flow to it, you can look at the various body of people. Realizing that there is a difference between us and these people called the mountain of the Lord's house. Please get the picture because it's happening already and they will come to you and you must have the answer. Hallelujah. All nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come out and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Somebody say amen. Amen. Why will all nations flow to the mountain of the Lord's house? Because Malachi, prophet Malachi has prophesied that in the latter days, when everybody is suffering the heat, burning like an oven to you, who fear the name of the Lord? What will happen? The son of righteousness. And I said his name is Jesus Christ. Shall arise with healing in his wings. So they will. And this is what God wants to do. He wants to use you and me as a house of the Lord. To witness to the nations of the world. To the nations of the world. And I'm making reference to the various body of beliefs. Beliefs, they are different beliefs. The only nation, as a matter of fact, presently, apart from the church, which is called the holy nation, the only nation that God also recognizes and will deal with them in the end time 
In fact, the last seven years of this age is the nation Israel. That is where you will see the last three verses of Malachi 4 being fulfilled. Where people like Elijah and Enoch will come and convert the heart of the father to the children. And the heart of the children to the father. Else he will come and smite the earth with a curse. It's in Malachi 4. The verses 4, 5 and 6. Hallelujah. What am I saying? All I'm saying is that God wants to do something with you and me. We are not supposed to suffer the things the world suffers. Please never forget that. We are not. Other than that, what is the difference? What will God then achieve? When you see a wind blowing, remember, we are in the world, but we are not of this world. How do we overcome? He says, you are of God, little children, First John chapter 4, verse 4, and have overcome them. Then he said, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Until the child of God begins to have a consciousness that, yeah, it is true that there is a wind blowing, but there is something on the inside of me that can overcome everything that comes against me in this world. That is why I can encourage us as a local assembly. Because we live in this country, Ghana, and we are faithful and loyal citizens of this nation. Whatever the... I, I made reference to nation. Eh? I'm, I'm talking about country because we say nation, but nation has to do with a people of the same belief. If for instance, in this country, they, and it's already started, you are aware that there is vaccination, okay, taking place. There are a lot of conspiracy theories. I will admonish you and me as believers that as good citizens of the country, partake of everything that the, the, the laws of the land have proposed that it is for your good. Even if you want to believe that any of the conspiracy theories are true. Never forget that we are not like them. Didn't Jesus tell us that if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm you? So let's suppose that so-called conspiracy theories are so. That when you take the vaccination, this and this will happen. I want to announce to you that do what is right as a citizen. Are you there? Amen. If they come to your neighborhood that we are coming to vaccinate you, don't say, oh... And then you form all manner of beliefs. No. How will you then be a witness to them? How will you be able to convict them? That see, I am a true citizen. I am not a rebel. We are here as witnesses of the saving knowledge of Jesus. Amen. Even if you have heard that somebody took vaccination and something happened to that individual, you as an individual, you are not like them. There is something on the inside of you God wants you to be conscious of. He says, you are of God, little children. You are of God. Means you hail from God. You proceed from God. Your origin is in God. Amen. You did not come from this world. You yes. came from the almighty God. Amen. And have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So face the world with joy, with confidence, knowing that there is nothing in this world that can come against you and prosper.
He says, no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. And every tongue that is risen against you in judgment, you shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Can you tell your neighbor, be a good citizen? Be a good citizen. Of the Republic of Ghana. Of the Republic of Ghana. Yeah, be. So don't, don't follow the speculations, the theories. And there are a lot that will still come. But in the midst of it all, we just know that God wants to do something. We are not even so much fascinated about, oh, when, who said that when you get vaccinated? Then that is it. Uh, he said the day is coming, it shall burn like oven. So in the midst of the vaccination, you will still see that God still has an agenda. You will see it. You will see that ah, people have been vaccinated, but something still happened to them. It's not the vaccination that killed them. It's because God has an agenda with the global pandemic. He has to shake the nations. He has to. Hallelujah. Other than that, you'll be amazed. The multitudes that would descend to hell. When Jesus already went to hell. Do you think the father doesn't fail it? Please put yourself in the shoes of the father. You gave your only begotten son. As a sacrifice. As a ransom for all humanity. All, not some, all. He does not will that any should perish, but that also come to repentance. 2 Peter 3 9. Then, after your son had gone through all that, to the extent that somewhere along the line, the father turned his back on his son. And his son cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You think it was drama? It was not drama. The father could feel. That at this juncture, because my son had taken upon himself the sin nature and he carried my sin and your sin in his spirit, I can look. He cannot behold sin. God does not behold sin. He does not countenance sin. So he turned his back on him. It was not for nothing. It was because he was looking at something. His son then died as a result of that spiritual death. When he carried my sin and your sin, he died spiritually. Therefore, he died physically. And then he descended to hell. If he had not paid the price, he would have remained in hell, mind you. But his blood had not been stained with sin like that of the first Adam. As the last Adam, he was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. So, his blood was that efficacious to wash away the sin nature. Amen. And when his blood washed the sin nature that he had carried, Bible said that justice demanded that he should be raised from the dead. So he was raised from the dead. And he did that on behalf of all humanity. Not on behalf of Christians. All humanity. Now the father is looking for those who will believe. So that they will become sons and daughters of the almost high God. And you think the father, you see, if you invest in a business. And you are not mindful of profit and dividend. Then you're a bad manager. Is that not so? Yes. The father invested his only begotten son. But he had something in mind. He had in mind that he's going to have sons and daughters. Now Jesus Christ in Revelations 1, 5 and 6. is not referred to as the only begotten son. He is referred to as the first born from the dead. The first begotten from the dead. The first to be born from spiritual death. And we who have believed have been born after his kind. And God is looking for more. He's looking for more. So what the world is suffering has nothing to do with just, you know, it's like, oh, God doesn't care. No, he cares. 
He is mindful of something. He wants to achieve something. He knows the nature of man. Bible says the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. He experimented that with the nation Israel from Egypt. You saw how God brought them from the wilderness through the Red Sea until when they became fat and flourishing, they forgot about God. Once upon a time, just 40 days of Moses' absence. They said, Moses, we don't know what has become of this. They told Aaron, rather. He said, we don't know what has become of this Moses. Make us gods so that we will follow. And out of fear, Aaron said, okay, bring your jewelry. Bring your necklaces, bring. And then he put them together, molded something. And then molded a calf and said, that this is your God. that brought you out of Egypt. Worship him. And God told Moses that there's something happening. Come on, get down, get down. Your people have already turned against me. When Moses came, you know the story. But when he asked Aaron, what have you done? Aaron said that the people put pressure on me. And then they brought their gold and their silver. And when I put it in the fire, this calf emerged. Can you imagine? I think at that juncture, if not because of fear of the Lord, Moses would have given Aaron some slap. Are you saying that this calf emerged by itself? You see, in the midst of comfort, comfort has never shaping any individual comfort has never been used by god to to mold us comfort is never the will of god that he will use comfort to mold his people that is why oftentimes he allows trouble the trouble the world is going through is for them to see the picture isaiah has painted that it shall come to pass in the latter days in the last days that the mountain of the lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains and above the hills. And all nations shall flow into it. Are you not seeing the flow? They will come to you. Some of them are in your office. Some of them are in your neighborhood. Some of them will sit in the same vehicle with you. Amen. They are the various nations. If you are thinking about, let's say, Afghanistan coming to you, you may be wrong. But there are people in Afghanistan who form a certain nation that may come to you. I'm giving Afghanistan as an example, okay? So we are not talking about a country here. We are talking about the various body of beliefs. There are various beliefs. People have believed so many things. But God wants people to believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He is the son of righteousness. And in the midst of the global pandemic, the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. Can you stand to your feet? Because healing has come for you and me today. Amen. Healing has come for you and me today. Amen. I say healing has come for you and me today. Amen. Can I say this? As we get ready to pray. Until you and me, child of God, until we begin to live in the consciousness of two things I have mentioned in my message. Maybe you didn't hear me. So I'm bringing it back. Two things. One, the consciousness that we are seated. I didn't quote, I didn't read the scripture, but it's in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 2. Kindly take your time and read. You will discover that Apostle Paul showed us that Christ is seated at the right hand of God Almighty, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and any name that can be named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Then in Ephesians 2, he says, we are seated together with the same Christ. Meaning that we are exalted already until the child of God walks in the consciousness of his or her exalted position and have that awareness. I see it's happening around. People are 
suffering all over. We are not happy that people are suffering. But God wants them to know that there is solution. The solution to the world's problem is the house of the Lord. I'm telling you, God will use his house. He says the mountain of the Lord's house as a body. He wants to use the church as a witness to the various nations that this is the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there is no other. He is the answer. He is the answer. You think God does not care? He cares. He does not want people to go to hell. Jesus already went to hell. So you and me should cultivate two consciousness. Number one, that I am seated together with Christ. Somebody say, I am. I am. Seated together with Christ. Seated together with in Christ. In the heavenly places. In the heavenly places. Far above. Far above. All principality. All principality. And power. And power. And might. And might. And dominion. And dominion. And any name that can be named. And any name that can be named. Including COVID-19. Any name that can be named. Not only in this world, but even in the world to come. Jesus. So, after COVID-19, then maybe there will be another name. The UK strain. The South Africa strain. <laughs> which is even more deadly than COVID-19, in case you don't know. Yes, Lord. And it's a fact. Medically, it's a fact. But through all these things, he says, fear none of these things. Yes. Number two, he wants you and me to have a consciousness that the greater one is on the inside. Jeez. That's how we overcome. You are of God, little children, Amen. and have overcome them. Yes, Lord. So you walk into this world with a consciousness and a mindset that I am already an overcomer. I know that I'm going to overcome. Whatsoever is born of God, overcome of the world. And this is the victory that overcome of the world, even our faith. First John 5, 4. You are of God and have overcome them because greater. So have a consciousness. When they say vaccinate, I just know that it's not going to harm me. If there is harm there, not me. I will take it. When they get to my area, I will take it. Why not? Some people have asked me. I said, when they, I said, ah, but I'm not a, a, a citizen of this country. I am. It's a national. It's a national, do I call it responsibility or a national obligation? So those of us who will want to hide, oh, how about if they, if they bring poison itself that you should drink? Where will be your consciousness? He says, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. So if there is any harm in the vaccine, and I believe there is no harm in a way, I believe there is no harm. I know there are a lot of theories out there. Of course, there are a lot of theories. How many have been vaccinated before? Maybe against um, uh, polio, or against, polio when we were young, but maybe hepatitis B or whatever. You go through certain body phenomenon. So it's natural for your body to respond to a foreign matter that is introduced to your body. But after that, the same thing will now get acquainted with your immune system and now fight any other foreign matter that wants to come in. That's all. Tell your neighbor, fear not. Fear not. Please, fear not. Fear not. So get vaccinated if, you're, if they get to your area. Is that okay? Amen. But more importantly, beyond vaccination, is that the Lord wants the mountain of the Lord's house to be exalted and established on top of the mountains. In other words, there are other body of beliefs. I don't want to mention the name, name here, but you know that the church is a holy nation. There are other nations. They are all going to flow to the church. They will come to you. Please get ready. They will tell you, what is your secret? I can see that, hey, everyone is dying around you, but how come you are alive? You said, the son of righteousness is, is risen over me with healing in his wings. 
Can you pray? Let's pray. Let's pray for you. Don't know how dear ones have been have been killed by this COVID. You don't have any idea. I said you don't have any idea. Dear ones, they ought not to have died, but whatever reason they died, and it's painful. Can we pray for our brethren? Let's pray for those who are not here. Let's pray for our family members. Let's pray for those we live with in our neighborhood, those we work with in our offices, those we sit in the same vehicle with. You have no idea. We, we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are the reason why they should not perish. Can we remember them in prayer? Lift a voice, Son of God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We lift up prayer, Holy Father. We lift up prayer this morning for the body of Christ, for members members who are weak in faith we pray for our family members we pray for those in our in our neighborhood in our communities those we we, we stay in the same neighborhood with in the same community those who support the same vehicle with us those we work with our our staff members our colleagues those we commute the same transport to and fro father we lift them up before you in prayer we lift all men in this nation and in the various nations of the world before you oh god you will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth we pray holy father the lord god almighty because we are the light of the world and because we are the salt of the river because of us let these ones life we preserve that you will have mercy those who are going through strenuous moments as a result of covid infection oh father show mercy and let them leave again let them leave again have mercy oh god and revive your work in the midst of the years in the midst of the years make known in your wrath remember mercy in your wrath remember mercy in your wrath remember mercy and show yourself strong afflictions shall not arise a second time jesus christ took their place we pray for healing let the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings over those who are afflicted over those who are sick over those who are working through infirmity let there be healing let there be health let there be strength let there be energy Oh, my Father, show yourself strong in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Final prayer. You want to pray for yourself. I don't know what you heard. I know that I have not exhausted my message, but it should be enough. The mountain of the Lord's house. I am a part of it. You are a part of it. It's exalted in this end time. The church is the answer. Can you pray for yourself and say, Lord, I am a part of the house of the Lord. I am a part of your church. I am a member of the body of Christ. Help me to find my place. So that, he said, let your light so shine before men. The corner where you are, shine as a light. So that they will see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. Can you pray and say, Lord, help me to find my place in the body, in the house of the Lord. Lift your voice and pray. Let me find my place in the house of the Lord. Let me find my place in the house. Let me be a source of consolation. Let me be a source of comfort. Let me be a source of edification. Let me be a source of inspiration. Let me be a source of encouragement. But I use 
house the house of the Lord to be a source of hope a beacon of hope that all nations coming to us we will not bluff on them we will not reject them we will not despise them we will not intimidate them but we will tell them that this is the way of the Lord he said they shall come and ask you stow stow us the way of the Lord when they come Father use us to show them the way of the Lord that Jesus Christ is the way that he is the truth and he is alive we pray Holy Father we pray for ourselves as a house as a body use us as examples use us as a light use us oh God as a source of consolation as a source of inspiration as a source of edification in the name of Jesus Christ Amen. thank you Lord thank you Jesus